Hello and welcome to Mainstream by Pixel Sift. My name is Gianni DiGiovanni and joining me on episode 19 is Mitch Lowe. Hello, Mitch. Welcome. Hey, I'm here. This is like the third one I've done. I've been on very few of these. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I've done about 19 do of them, just about, or, or 17 of them. I've done a fair few. Um, How many have I been on? I think maybe. I like, think I've been on. This is my third one. Yeah, you got to play some more games, get more up to date. Well, friend. dude, I do everything else, Pixel Sift. So what do you want from That's me? That's true. You can see Mitch all over everything else. That's why we call him Mitchell <laughs> Sift. Well, here at Pixel Sift, we've made our name delivering some of the best uh, indie games coverage for games made in Australia and around the world. And this is mainstream. So if you're tuning in, into this the first time, this is where we play those mainstream games and we talk about them. Um, this is episode 19, as I mentioned before, uh, and we've been playing a couple of different uh, games for the Switch this week. Now, Mitch, can you tell me, what have you been checking out recently? So I got a Switch about a week ago, actually, um, and I've been very much enjoying Super Mario 3D All-Stars, but full disclosure, I've only actually played Super Mario Sunshine because I said I would get a Switch when Super Mario Sunshine was put on it, and I did it. And, uh, yeah. And I've been playing Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which is the uh, genre-shifted prequel to Breath of the Wild, uh, also on the Nintendo Switch. Let's jump in, shall we? Australia's best video game podcast. Subscribe to Pixel Sift on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. So... Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity for Nintendo Switch. So I am very illiterate when it comes to the whole Zelda franchise timeline characters and story. What is going on in this game? Well, okay. So, I mean, there's lots of different branching stories in the Zelda timeline. And, and being a Zelda timeline expert is like a job in and of itself. But what I would say that um, <laughs> it, it is, is basically this is a sort of semi-canonical um, prequel to Breath of the Wild. Um, set in a sort of almost, it feels like it's an alternate timeline. It may be a direct timeline. We haven't had 100% um, confirmation exactly where it sits, but all, a lot of the characters that are referenced in Breath of the Wild, which is the you know the hit uh, uh, launch title for the Nintendo Switch, um, uh, appear in the world of Hyrule before the Calamity, which is you know the Age of Calamity, um, which destroys the world, and you in Breath of the Wild wake up 100 years later going, hang on, what the hell happened? How do I piece together everything that's going on? So, How are all these people still alive? Well, this is 100 years in the past, basically. So some of the people but that you, you took... you said are, the characters are the same. They are, because some of them are really can be really old and can be over right. 100 years old. Um, some of them, uh, you know, you see them in flashbacks only, and some of them you, you know, are talking to characters that were referenced earlier. So, like, you might run into, you know, a child version of, uh, of a character uh, and you see them grown up in 100 years later. So that's kind of... It's right. A bit, it's a bit scary. Spit squiffy, you know, kind of like I don't know Zelda magic. Um, so you know that's kind of where it all. So spoiler in. alert: Link ends up becoming comatose in a pod at the yes. end of it. Yes, but in right. the same way that, like you know, Hail of Reach, <laughs> you kind of know how it ends before it you start. Yes. It. that's kind of a bit of this game as well. There's a bit of a, a yep. conceit there, um, where it actually uh, lets you 
see the past of what happens. So they introduce a few new characters. Some of the characters you see in the world uh, are people that we know and you see like them in different forms. You see younger versions of characters, some that have, you know, um, you know, some fan favorites. You get to play as multiple different characters as well, which I think is one of the cool things about it. And basically the, it's described um, as a, it's called a, a Muso game. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Basically it's a, a competitive battling game. Uh, you play in a big arena and it's almost like a bit like a button mashy, but it's sort of combo um, combo based and you move through these big battlefields of fields and fields and fields of enemies and they're the enemies that you would recognize from from breath of the wild um and you know some of the locales that you would recognize from breath of the wild of course before they all got completely destroyed so um it's a it, you can play it in a, a split screen mode in a two-player mode as well um and you can play a bunch of characters that you didn't get a chance to play before some of the characters including you can even play as zelda directly uh, as, as part of this game you can play as um you know the heroes the champions of hyrule um you get to play as them you also get to play as um impa for example impa is like a 100-year-old woman in Breath of the Wild, but you get to play her as a, you know, 20-something-year-old ninja warrior sort of thing. So it, you kind of go through fields and fields of enemies, um, kind of progressing the storyline as you kind of see the final ditch um, efforts to save the kingdom of Hyrule, as you know that Ganon is just about on the precipice of taking over the kingdom, which we obviously know uh, from Breath of the Wild, uh, that... Ganon does end up taking over the kingdom. So that's kind of what you're sort of fighting towards uh, throughout the game. So like you meant, is that the genre shift? Like it's essentially it's not like an exploration resource management sort of uh, yeah. sandbox game. No. It's, it's more of a brawler. It is more of a brawler. There is still sort of like RPG elements in it. Uh, there's sort of weapon management as well. Of it, as well. Um, you know, there you, you basically not upgrade your weapons as you go along, different sort of quests you have little quests and missions that you go to and they're sort of replayable as well um you know they might request that you know this mission has to be played with a double-handed weapon you can't use the master sword for this particular one you've got to use um um, you know something else um so it it kind of you there is a bit of strategy there and you can sort of choose which characters you'd like to play through uh each mission with and a lot of it is that each level will kind of be gated behind a sort of difficulty scaler um, so you, your characters will level up and it will say that you need to be level 26, for example, to, to beat this. But if you wanted to play another character, you might play one of the previous missions, level them up to level 26 and then go in and play as Urbosa, for example. So, yeah, it's uh, what I really like about this game is it, it, um, it, there's a lot in it in terms of like sort of teasers for people who wanted to expand out in the universe of um, Breath of the Wild uh, of that particular timeline. Um, but it's also, it, it, it's not a game that actually asks a lot of you either. Um, it's, it's not a hard game. You just need to sort of like concentrate very slightly. Um, it's a perfect game to play as you've had a long day. You just sit on the couch or something like that, play a few rounds of Hyrule Warriors and just get the, the fun experience of smashing your way through waves and waves of enemies. Um, and you can get little tidbits of, of how the story sort of unfolds. And it's also fun. Like I'm, I'm like one of these people I like to sort of think about what, um, in, in storylines, especially in a lot of the games you play, like I think about in places like you know, Last of Us 2 or Uncharted or, or anything like that, um, any of these games where you come across a ruined world to kind of imagine what that world was like before it was ruined. Um, and, you know, this gives you the opportunity to kind of see what the world was like um, before it was ruined. So for me, that is a really fun, fun experience. Does it utilize the same engine? 
it doesn't. I don't know if it's a hundred percent exactly the same engine, but man, it looks similar. Like seriously, like they've done a really good job of making the UI, um, the graphics, uh, everything look like it is almost entirely the same. Um, and I think there was another previous Zelda uh, Hyrule Warriors game, which was a bit more of a of a shift away from that particular aesthetic, um, and had you know other things in it which weren't exactly canonical for example but you know inc- included cool things like Linkle for example which is like the female version of Link um, was also part- Hyrule Warriors is a series in and to itself yeah but kind of spun off from the Dynasty Warriors series that you would know of so you know, right so you know it's, it's done by um, Koei Tecmo as well as Nintendo um, but yeah it's actually like it's its own it's its own series now within within the whole Warriors series. So, um, yeah, it's kind of it's it's cl- it's cleverly, really interestingly linking in some of the stuff you'd know about from from the previous game, um, but also doing it in a way that doesn't um, uh, isn't exactly the same. For example, like it's a menu based game. You pick the m- missions you want to play, um, and you go into them that way. There's no there's no open world experience in this here. You're in sort of linear levels where you can, and some of those levels can be really big. Um, but you you will play that level, then you leave and go back to the menu, and that's kind of how it how it works. So, who's your favorite character? Because I'm liking look at this bird dude. Ravali is pretty cool. I I do like Ravali. My favorite character is actually Impa, um, who is uh, you know a stalwart of the Zelda series. But you get to see Impa um, as Zelda's sort of um, you know right hand uh, as a you know peak ninja skills um has got a really good combos that you can um unfurl in this one basically there's like it's a impus play style is completely about stringing lots of different little combos together and you can just churn out the damage and i find that it's extremely satisfying to be able to just like smash my way through an entire battlefield if i'm not playing as link who is quite overpowered um because obviously they want to make link pretty good (laughs) um i'm playing as impa impa is more one of the most fun characters to play and one that you sort of uh, yeah get an opportunity to play at many different sort of uh opportunities there so yeah it's really 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 fun but i reckon yeah impa obosa is really good um rivali is fun as well because rivali can fly so rivali just like lays down fire from the sky which feels a little bit overpowered but is very enjoyable as well do you see nintendo adding more characters to this game i don't well so i've played i've played 17 hours of this game so far uh, and i have don't know if i've unlocked everything yet I, like i feel like i'm slowly working my way through the story but there's a lot there like i'm and i'm playing you know a good couple of um, hours every couple of nights or whatever like that um, and yet there is potential there for them to include it. But I think if you wanted to play some of the other characters, like you can play as Skull Kid in the previous Hyrule Warriors game. You know, so there's some of the more quirkier characters, like um, uh, like I know your favourite, uh, Tingle, for example, Mitch. I know you love to play as Tingle in games, so you can play as Tingle in the other Hyrule Warriors games. So What, yeah. what is Tingle? Wait, what? Uh, wait. You know, you know Tingle, surely. No. I. He's only got a switch in the first at- five minutes. You've got to get into it. Um, what? Hang on. What is that? What is that? Hang on. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Okay. You know. Hey, he reminds me of my friend. Yeah. Basically, Tingle's a character who thinks they're a fairy <laughs> throughout the world. Um, cause, right. But uh, isn't a fairy, and it's just like this sort of comedic foil. Um, and in That's various, amazing. In various games, pops up as a sort of a funny character. He's got his own game. Yeah. Yeah, he did. On the, I think it was on the DS or the 3DS. Yeah. Or, yeah. Tingle's uh, rosy, rupee, rupee land. Yeah. Um, Hilarious. You know, so I think there is like plenty of scope there. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there is an exp- like another version of this because Breath of the Wild 2 is due to come out 
anytime. You know, we could be coming out next year right. uh, at some point. Um, so, you know, they're going to be a, a bunch of new characters as part of that. So either there might be a DLC campaign. And do you think that's going to be on the Switch? I think it will be on the Switch, yeah. I think it'll be on the Switch. There may be There's a, not going to be like Super Switch? There may be a Super Switch. I'm not going to speculate on that. There'll be a, I know that specifically they're going to bring out a 4G Switch just for you, Mitch, now that you've bought yes! one. Yes! Just because you've what you, this is This is... Gianni, this is our show. This is mainstream. This is the this is the show where we do things that we're not allowed to do on the standard PixelSiv show, which you should check out on pixelsiv.com.au, where we can speculate on this show. Yeah. Well, I think they're absolutely- 4G switch. Now that, yep. It's Happening. 100%. 100% confirmed. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it probably, um, they, they may well expand it with, because Nintendo really in this generation have done super well at um, expanding storylines with DLC in a way that they- never right. really did beforehand. Like they did little bits and pieces. Obviously this is a much more internet connected device than any of the other consoles that have come out before it. Um but you know they could expand that out with some Breath of the Wild content, uh Breath of the Wild 2 content as well, potentially. But there may be more yep. in there. So there's a lot lot of it to dig into and it's really, really fun. I don't think it asks too much of you. So if you're looking for a game that if you like Zelda um, I, I would sort of stress that it is a very different game to Breath of the Wild. So if you come in there and expecting it to be Breath of the Wild, it's not. It's really different, but it's still fun. I think they've made a good job of letting people know that it's not the case. Yeah, and, and I think this is the thing. I think I saw, um, a, you know, some people talk about it on, on Twitter when the game came out. There was a demo that came out and that people, the, you know, some of the confusion lied because they've done such a good of good job of actually making it look like Breath of the Wild. People thought it would be more of a Breath of the Wild game. Um, but, you know, I guess I kind of came in it from the perspective of thinking that, you know, I knew the Hyrule Warriors games, I knew the Dynasty Warriors games, and sort of knowing that that was the sort of game that it was going to be. Um, yeah, definitely definitely very fun. I think it would be it's a great little, like, stopgap while people are waiting for uh, Breath of the Wild 2 or even Breath of the Wild 2 news. So, yeah, that's uh, Hyrule Warriors. Nice. Uh, and that's out on Nintendo Switch, so you can play that uh, now, uh, available uh, wherever you get Nintendo Switch games. Sit down for a chat with your pals in video games. This is Mainstream by Pixelsift. So, Mitchell Switch, this is uh, the Switch gear, uh, podcast for you, isn't it? Because this is the first time you've actually had a chance to to buy and play a Switch. You've got one now. And of course, instead of trying out something brand new like Hyrule Warriors, you of course went back to a GameCube game. I told everybody that when the Switch came out, I'm only getting one if Super Mario Sunshine is put on it. And everybody was like, no, it's never coming out, Mitch. You're never getting a Switch. And I was like, well, um, well, in that case, I'm never going to get one then until Super Mario Sunshine comes out. And then earlier this year, it happened. They released Super Mario 3D All-Stars and one of the games included in the 3D All-Stars was Super Mario Sunshine, the classic GameCube game that, depending on who you talk to in the 2000s, either was really great or really terrible. It's, um, it, it, did you ever play the original Super Nintendo Mario All-Stars game? Did you ever play that at all? No, I didn't. So I'll give you a bit of context. So the reason why I ask you that is because that was the game to get, right? If you were right. asking for a present for Super Nintendo back in the day, a lot of people asked for Super Mario All-Stars because it had all. It was a best of, effectively like this game here, um, but it also had improved uh, graphics. So if you wanted to play the original Super Mario Bros uh, and you didn't have a uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, a NES, um, 
you know, you could play it on the Super Nintendo, but it had Super Nintendo era graphics. So the whole game's right. been remade. And that's where I think one of the interesting things about this particular package is, is that this has some of the best um, 3D Mario games, but they have sort of been almost faithfully translated rather than sort of remade. But you said you... Yes. You know, what's, so what's part of this package? What can people check out if they haven't heard of it before? All right. So you get the original Mario 3D... Um, Mario 64, then you get Super Mario Sunshine, which is the only, full disclosure, it's the only one I've actually played. And then you also get the Space One, which I've forgotten the name of. (laughs) Super Mario Um, Galaxy. Super Mario Galaxy. And um, one thing I noticed, because I didn't really know a lot about this set, I just kind of went and bought it right after my Switch, and I just was like, that's the game I wanted. I was, I really wanted it. And um, I was happily surprised to find out that they really didn't remaster it at all it pretty much is as it was uh on the gamecube at least as far as i can tell um and i think the game looks pretty great still i mean it's mario it's all stylized i I think it's a pretty timeless um a pretty timeless design and art style um and um it's amazing playing a game that i played when i was i must have been like 10 or 12 or 11 and i never actually ever owned this game myself which is why I was so keen to get it finally, um, actually have it belong to me, because I only ever played it at a friend's house, so, or like if I borrowed a console uh, from somebody. And um, it was amazing to feel the same neurons firing in my brain after all this time while playing the new version um, that, that they haven't fired in so many years, but I felt like the same feelings and the same skills coming into play. So it took you um, right back there. It took me right back there. It was almost instantaneous. It was amazing. I think that's the whole point of this particular uh, package that was sold, this game, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which was released uh, for the 35th anniversary of um, Mario, uh, the Mario games. And, yeah, it literally would be the it's for that for those people to go back. So, like, Super Mario 64, for example, is on there, um, Super Mario Galaxy. So they're all these sort of tentpole games that people would, would play um, to sort of dig into the nostalgia of of the games, I wanted to do, I, the thing because I played a bit of Sunshine, um, and I found that sometimes the controls um, feel old fashioned to me. Yes, uh, that is absolutely true. Yes, so that was the thing I sort of I sort of struggled with because in bits and pieces I was playing, I was like, oh, hang on a second, I have, um, you know, you make a mistake, and you're like, well, that's not because I have made the mistake. It's just that's the way that games used to be. How did you kind of get yep. past that, and or, or was that a big st- stopping point for you? I don't really have a lot of experience with 3D Mario games. I was really good at the 64 remake on Nintendo DS. Um, I was good at that one. And then that was it for me. And then I also got... Then Mario Sunshine is the only other one I've actually owned. So I actually didn't feel like that was so much of a problem. Um, Like, there's a lot of, like situations of mario sunshine where of course you have the jetpack and the gun the water the water cannon and there are situations where that's taken away from you literally by the antagonist and um i thought i would have more problems with those and i actually think the first one you encounter is actually the hardest one in the game and the rest of them are kind of okay um so i i think i didn't have that many problems no what are some of the moments that kind of stood out to you you kind of mentioned that it's really pulling on that nostalgia uh, button for you there, but what other bits and pieces do you sort of stick out to to playing it on the Switch? I think the uh, definitely, I think fighting, uh, just dealing with. Uh, so there's a there's a moment that I found almost impossible when I was a kid, and it's um I can't remember the exact level name, but it's when you fight um uh, you fight a manta ray that's essentially a shadow, and um and I 
couldn't for the life of me, I couldn't beat that thing when I was a kid. And it, I remember it taking me forever. And I finally did it. And essentially, every time you attack it, it splits in half and becomes a smaller version of itself that's faster and still does just, just as much damage when it hits you. So you essentially need to keep hitting it until it gets small enough for you to actually dispose of it. But at that point, there's like 100 of them on the screen. And um, it's it's pretty challenging in that regard. And um, it's one of my favorite it's one of my favorite bosses in any video game because it's the first challenging boss I actually beat on my own. And uh, I was very excited to go back and uh, and and fight it again. And I did it first shot this time, and it was great. So uh, that that was me my moment. Do you think that's just because now you're older and you understand the games, or you're just better at games now? I'm definitely not better at games. I think I just remembered how to do it. Um, and uh, yeah. Um, I think I'm just, I think I just remembered how to do it. I'm definitely not better. <laughs> In fact, maybe even a little worse. Um, so who do you think this game is for? We sort of touched on a little bit, but who do you reckon is going to get a kick out of this? I think the, what you mentioned before, like it feels old fashioned. I really don't think it's for current, like people that have grown up with current generation games. I think people that have grown up with the Call of Duties, the modern Marios, the Zelda Breath of the Wilds, um, all these great, all this great stuff on PS4, um, like Horizon Zero Dawn, all that kind of thing, and Overwatch. I don't think they will get a lot out of this because uh, Mario Sunshine in particular, because there are some things about it that are very frustrating. Like there's a lot of there's a there's a level which you need to do to get one star, which you need to navigate Yoshi to an island in the middle of the hub world and to add a bit of context here yoshi perishes if he enters water so you need to jump him between boats and you need to wait on boats to essentially get out to this island to unlock a level so to unlock to be able to get into a level which is very difficult itself and then if you if you fail it you because you can game over in this game because it's a very old mario game you have to you have to jump yoshi there again just to restart it so in that sense, games aren't really like that anymore. You don't really need to like, you don't really need to earn your way into an area and then do the thing. And um, I think modern gamers are going to find that very frustrating. And I, I definitely do. So, but I'll put up with it because like, I really want to play this game. But there's a lot of stuff like that in, in Mario Sunshine. And um, I feel like modern gamers aren't going to put up with that. It's interesting. I think if you think about it, it is like a, almost like a, a snapshot in time to look back at how games have really changed over the years. Because when did 64 come out? That came in the sort of late 90s, maybe sort of 1996 or 1997, maybe it's a little bit later than that. And now it's, what, twenty more than 20 years on. Um, you know, you've got a game like the GameCube came. I think GameCube was around sort of early 2000s-ish uh, or so. Yep. And then the other game on there is also Super Mario Galaxy, um, which is, you know, sort of later 2000s on the on the Wii. Um, and, and it's really interesting to me because I played the most, I played a lot of, sun, a fair amount of Sunshine, um, but the most of what I've played is actually Super Mario Galaxy because that's the one that I right. never, ever played. Um, and I was like, I want to check this out because everyone at the time, I remember I was working uh, with a bunch of people who just said so many amazing things about that and the sequel. Um, and, uh, you know, those games actually do, like there are still little random moments where you're like, well, that feels a little bit funny. But on the whole, those games feel like modern games. It's it's interesting how much right. that had sort of changed across by the by the Wii era. Um, they're not so different to what it is now. Um, and the graphics, as you said, like because they're so stylized, they hold up really nicely. 
as well. So it's not like you're looking at a game that feels really ancient. It could be something like almost like a you know high quality indie game or something like that. That's kind of what it feels like at that level now. Obviously at a different level because it's properly made by Nintendo. But yeah, I think there's a lot in there. I I, I wonder because I, I I like you had played 64 on the DS. I played the hell out of that game. I played so much of it. I got like I'm pretty sure I got every star uh, that you could possibly get in that game. And that that game is the first Mario game, or one of the first games ever. I hundred percented. Yeah, and there's so many all the mini games in it as well. Even that, I, yep. Even my mum played a lot of the mini games on that. She actually loved the mini games <laughs> in uh, the '64 on the DS. Um, there was even that interactive drawing thing you could do. Yeah, a lot of like because you could tell that that game was designed to test the DS. And, but I like it, though, on its processing power and its and its touchscreen and everything. There were a lot of improvements in that particular version because, like, this is something that Nintendo yes. does, right? They reintroduce games all the time. They re-release them, and in fact, for this one here, it's, it's time limited. You can literally only buy it until the thirty first of March next year, twenty twenty one. Okay, and I don't like that. Yeah, and why? I just wonder why they did such a big improvement in this um, the DS version. The version of sixty four that you get in this. This uh, this 3D All Stars is the 64 version. It is there's none of the yes. additional stuff that was added into that game. It is literally just a port straight across um, from that era. What what do you think about that? Should, do, where do you think I the line is? personally would have preferred the DS version because I think it looks better and there's literally more game there. There's like I think Wario's in it if I remember correctly. Like Yoshi, Wario, and Luigi, Luigi. are all yeah. in that. Yeah. And there's more going on in that game. And I feel it's a shame that they didn't bring that in. Um, I know it will be difficult because they're not the same. It's not like, you know, the Halo Master Chief, like the, the Halo, the first Halo, um, when they remastered that, like you kind of just one to one switch between. And I know it's not the same as that because it's a completely Mario 64 on the DS is a completely different game. So it wouldn't really work one to one like that, but I kind of wish they kind of found a way to fit it in to the to the new version, um, 3D All Stars, because I feel like the DS version is a much superior version of that game than uh, Mario 64 exists on that cartridge that I have now in my Switch. Um, but I guess they had to choose if they're going to go for one remaster after the other i guess i guess they just picked the classic original version because nintendo fans like that i wonder if they're going to make a uh super mario 3d all stars 2 and include a number of the other additional (laughs) games that have come out like you know they could put galaxy 2 in there or there could be dlc or that might be it but personally i'm really hoping that they'll do uh, a a legend of zelda 3d all stars for the 35th anniversary which comes out next year um that's okay yeah i think that would be really really cool if they brought out some of the good 3d games and you know there were some actually quite cool um you know games that that i missed out on as well like i didn't end up playing twilight princess didn't end up playing skyward sword but they're supposed to be really really cool games and there's always been the rumor that they would come along to a to a new console so i don't know what do you reckon do you think that's a possibility while we're speculating wildly mitch i would like a super mario sunshine 2 
and I'm not buying I'm not buying Nintendo's next console until they give me that. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, that and my 4G Switch. All right. Shigeru Miyamoto, you heard the, the 4G, 4G <laughs> Switch with uh, Super Mario Sunshine 2. Uh, that's what it's going to take for one person, and that's Mitch, to, to buy a new console. Yep. Um, so that is through, uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars available on the Nintendo Switch. Get it before it disappears. This is Mainstream by Pixel Sift. And that spicy take uh, was mainstream by Pixel Sift. It's what video games the Pixel Sift team have been playing and what they've been checking out. Uh, my name's Gianni. Thanks for being part of episode 19, Mitch. Thank you very much for having me back. Um, happy to be here. And thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the mainstream theme music. Mitch, uh, if people are going to at you with their opinions about video games online, where should they do that? Yes, you can find me at at 643. That's at S-I-X 43. And I'm on Twitter at G underscore D-I underscore G. Uh, and while you're on online, give uh, Pixel Sift a follow as well on social media. So that's uh, at Pixel Sift on Twitter, Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you'd like to find us. Um, we've also got another podcast as well. It's just called Pixel Sift. We talk to game developers about what it actually takes to make games. So maybe, Mitch, you were saying, oh, why don't they keep selling it? Maybe there's a really good game development reason as to why it's not being sold mm -hmm. forever. Well, that's the sort of questions that we like to try and answer when we're talking to these developers. And we've got uh, a number of new uh, episodes coming up for you very shortly. Uh, we're going to hear about a, a game which was a blockbuster game um, that came out on the iOS, uh, the Altos series, Altos Odyssey, uh, Altos Adventure. Um, we talked to some of the developers behind that on that podcast so you can find that wherever you listen to podcast it's just called pixel sift you'll see the yellow icon in your player when you go and check it out and we've got heaps more for you to check out on our website so be sure to head over to pixelsift.com.au for our articles other videos and much more that's pixelsift.com.au and if you like what you heard why not tell a mate who you think might like it too uh you can tell them to find us on any podcast player of choice like gianni just said you can search pixel sift it's the yellow logo with the sift and the pixels you can't miss it that's it for mainstream until next time have fun bye